Good morning, everyone. This is Ben Sadiq, your host for 3P Ball, a competitive fantasy basketball podcast. This Monday edition, we will go through the league results for week 14, along with the standings ramifications. We'll preview week 15 matchups. And then there's a couple of special segments, the Nick Nurse Notes, a.k.a. What Do I Gotta Do to Win the Week? The Hot and Nice Player Nickname of the Week shout out. And finally, our Shacked in the Fool for Week 14. Let's get started. So on Week 14, I faced uh, uh, Talal. And I held on 5-4 and got the win in the books. Special shout out goes to PJ Washington with 10 stocks for the week and a 588 field goal mark. Uh, those five blocks were pivotal in me holding the 30 to 27 block win. Also just a great block output for my squad. 30 blocks for the week. It is not typical at all so all my players showed up in a balanced approach holding me the blocks uh, my following shout out would also go to um Dejante murray with 14 threes 113 points and seven steals those seven steals helped me greatly as i held on tightly uh, against Talal in that category, 50 to 47, continuing my domination in that category. On Talal's side, uh, Kyle Anderson, uh, 46 points, 39 boards, 26 assists, but it was his stocks, eight steals and six blocks. He was within three steals and blocks in both categories, so it was close, and Kyle Anderson was a huge contributor to that. Along with Naz Reed, a waiver wire pickup who had seven blocks again, keeping that block category up in the air all the way up until Sunday. And finally, Jimmy Butler with the nine steal week. Again, steals and blocks were in high contention, and Butler also had the caveat of going 900 on the free throw lane, holding Talal to that 835 to 827 advantage. Next matchup was uh, Byron against Sunny. I had previously mentioned them to be built very similarly. And although the score shows 6-3, the categories were just insanely close. On Sunny's side, I'll say shout out to Steph Curry with his 16 threes. He alone uh, almost counted for 40% of Sunny's threes output. And he lost that category 59 to 55 it would have been a much much higher gap if it wasn't for Steph Curry with the 16 threes but he helped in other categories in free throw 960 uh, helping Sonny edge Byron 536 to uh, sorry 867 to 646 as well as the points output of 96 points he lost that category but kept it very close Bobby Portis as well with a 477 field goal, perfect from the line, eight threes, and those stats allowed him to remain competitive and win the free throw cup as well. For Byron, special shout out to CJ McCollum, 
Uh, here with this 12 threes, he held on the three-point category as well as the 20 assists allowed him to beat Sunny by 1-3, 178 to 177. And Sangoon with 19 assists and a 738 field goal. Kept field goal um, close with the absence of Giannis and Gobert for Byron's side. The next matchup was a slapping 7-2 Sherry over Alley. Knocking Alley down several places in the playoff ranking. For Sherry... I mean, I can talk about most of his players, but special shout out to Mobley. He had a 92 point output. Great week for him, but 672 field goal average. That was huge. That allowed Sherry to win 489 to 482 on the field goal category against Alley, as well as Gary Trent Jr., 18 threes. That was the difference maker and 12 steals and five blocks of 17 stock output, 18 threes. He got him for free. He got him for freaking free off the waiver wires. And every time I look at Gary Trent and I look at Brooke Lopez, it continues to agitate me. So Gary Trent, you're doing well. I hope you get traded from the Raptors and you're in a position where you become a more of a chucker and return to first month Gary Trent and now not top 30 Gary Trent. Ali and his side, uh, Fred Van Vliet, vintage form man, right in time before the trade deadline, 19 threes, 125 points, six steals, three blocks, and only five turnovers. I'm sure Ali wished he played the last game. And LeBron James with 140 point week 510 from the field all all of lebron man that dude is just not aging he upped his career average in rebounds he's not slowing down anyone who hates on lebron is a fool and is just a plain hater but unfortunately he needed a little bit more help from his other players and Lamelo was a no-show, of, of course, apart from that first game. So might have looked different if Lamelo played, unfortunately for Ali. But it was a 7-2 slot. On to the next match, we had Jin versus Ace. Ace won 5-4. Now, on Jin's side, he's obviously holding, in one case purposefully, four injured players. But Jaron Jackson Jr. with 14 blocks held and won Jin the category 37 to 28. And Norm Powell with 16 threes. That kind of came out of nowhere. Um, that allowed uh, Storm and Norman allowed uh, Jin to win the threes 61 to 58. On Ace's side, the return of Kawhi to 2019 form, especially that. 589 field goal and the nine threes kept and uh, allowed him to add to his field goal uh, gap and made threes very, very close. And Jordan Poole, again, 17 threes, but it's the 105 points that stood out. Um, though him and Kawhi showing up on the points category let Ace really win that in a dominating fashion. So congrats to Ace. I think this is his 
third win of the season. So it's turning it around, and that's with the absence of Kevin Durant and Otto, and um, Kevin Porter Jr. So I was about to say Otto Porter, but too many Porter Juniors. Okay. Next and final matchup of last week was uh, Vahid against Akmal. Uh, they ended up tied at 4-4. Four and four. Shout out to Kyrie Irving on Vahid's side with his 905 free throw, 15 threes and 8 steals. Allowed Vahid to win free throws 815 to 785, win 373 to 66, and tie Akmal in steals. 35 each and finally miles turner 12 out of the 19 blocks that he'd had this week came from miles turner so he needless to say single-handedly won that category for him as far as uh akmal side uh mason plumley now akmal tried to trade mason plumley for murray dijon murray on my side earlier which we all shout on him to even consider offering this waiver scum of a player for my second rounder but Mason Plumley, he looked okay this week 774 field goal that's Zion Williams like numbers there um, bad from the free throws elite field goal 61 32 and 10 for the week and one turnover. So Mason Plumley really helped ECMO edge that field goal win. And um, the last one would be Garland. Shout out without uh, Donovan Mitchell. Now, it's good for me to see Cleveland lost the two games. Mitchell's been out, but Garland's taking advantage 14 threes and the 106 points. He needed those points as he won. They won against Fahid, 7.05 to 6.98, only a seven-point gap. So Garland with 106 points is a heavy contributor to that win. And he came out with seven steals, leading Akmal's side, tying the steals category. So that's it for the matchups of week 14. Now, working at the standings, Sherry Rucherose remains top seed. And with a 7-2 win, I mean... The gap between him and second place is now at eight games, and it's just growing. He's all but locked up the top seed. Um, second seed is Jin. He lost 5-4, and uh, he lost some ground against seeds 3-5 to five with that loss. So he's holding on to the second standing position, which again is pivotal since the first two teams in our regular season standings gets the coveted first round bye. In third seed, Akmo maintained, uh, tying against Vahid 4-4. Four four. No changes to him in his seeding. Lost ground to the Sherry, but no change against Jin at second. Fourth seed, Byron, he jumped up two spots with that 6-3 win. And I remained at number five with a 5-4 win against Tawal. In the sixth seed, Ali dropped two spots. So you can say him and Byron pretty much uh, uh, switched with each other in a Freaky Friday scenario. With that 7-2 loss, Ali dropped. And outside the playoffs, we have Sonny at seed seven. He lost 6-3, so... He's a half a game out of sixth place, but obviously now outside the playoffs looking in. Vahid, 
Um, no change in his position. He's still eighth, but ahead of him immediately is Ali and Sonny, and they both lost two and seven and three to six. So he made up some ground against the two immediate that are above him. And Ace one five four increased the game gap against Talal, and Talal remains last place at ten. So going into this week's matchups. Uh, the number five seed, myself, will be facing the second seed in Jin. I'll save the predictions for that matchup and jump to the second matchup, which would be first seed Sherry against seventh seed Sunny. And I predict this to be a 7 2 win Sherry over Sunny. I think Sunny can win field goal and turnover, and that's about it. The next matchup will be fourth seed Talal against uh, sorry, fourth seed Byron against tenth seed Talal, and I think that's going to be a five-four win Talal over Byron. They are close in many matchups, but I think I'm going to give Talal the edge, especially if he keeps up that field goal um, performance he had last week. Finished the week with a five thirty-seven field goal, which is insane. And then the 8th seed, Vahid, will face off against the ninth seed, Ace. This is our gutter matchup of the week. And I think Vahid will pull out 5-4 over Ace. It's hard to win when you have KD out, as well as Kevin Porter Jr. I think uh, Vahid will um, keep it close, but have ultimately the win over Ace. And finally, our matchup of the week is a... There's only one of two playoff battles uh, against, again, the first being myself, fifth seed against Jin, second seed. But this one is going to be a little bit more interesting, and that is Ali at sixth seed versus Akmal at third seed. Uh, I looked over the categories. Both are strong. Both, both have domination over certain categories. I think free throws goes to Akmal, threes, rebounds go to Ali, and I went back and forth, and I think 5-4 Ali over Akmal. And finally, uh, my Nick Nurse note segment. So, what this segment, I basically go through what I gotta do to win this week. I think I'll win 6-3 over Jin this week. I think Jin will take free throws, blocks, and turnovers, and for that to remain true, these four things kind of got to go right. First, the game's played. I'm currently winning 43-39. to Jin has the three-game streamer potential out of streaming the position Bobo is holding. And I have the three-game streamer potential out of Levert or Dennis Smith Jr., depending on Donovan Mitchell or LaMelo's status. So I think, you know... We'll both be streaming this week. We're both aggressive streamers, and we have the positions to be able to do that. But again, for myself to win, I got to repeat what I did last week. Last week, I would have beat Jin 6-3. Again, the categories Jin would have won is free throws. He had an 872 line. I had an 827. He would have won blocks 37-30, and he would have won turnovers 55 over my 88. I don't see much of that changing, so I gotta just stay healthy, and I hope Jin doesn't drop Vessel. Vessel is an injured player. He picked up 
even when he had full injured positions in his roster. So he's purposely choosing to hold an extra injured player. I assume he feels confident he will have sufficient ground to stay in the playoffs and hold the month until Vessel's back or until Brandon Ingram is back and Christian Wood's back and and then drop Vessel back into his injured lineup. So I'm taking advantage of that. And it looks like the category that can possibly go upside down on me would be field goal. I had a 494 to 451 gap, but field goal is a fickle stat for me. Uh, Roger or Brunson or Drew Holiday or PJ Washington having bad nights or even OG who's had some two for 50 nights that can, you know, make it upside down for me. So I think worst case 5-4, but I should be in position to at least achieve a 6-3 win, which would be huge as uh, Cat has potentially a freaking strain grade three strain or tear and he might be out much longer than i was hoping for and so assuming i see him in playoffs i gotta hold on to playoffs so i need the wins that i can get all right on to my next segment which is the uh, player nickname hot nice segment this week famous nba player nickname i'll break down is magic johnson so Irvin johnson for those don't know also known as magic i mean it'd be difficult to imagine you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who magic is but he's a five-time nba champion with probably one of the most famous nicknames which a sports writer actually gave to him at age 15 in lansing michigan i learned that out of the hbo tv show on the lakers so this week the magic in magic johnson is Sherry, heading into this week, he is the player I don't want to face this week. He picked up Isaac, who's questionable for today. He has that stock star potential. Three years ago, I had him elite in steals and blocks. Just if he performs, uh, it's worth a gamble. It's a rocket ship. It would be massive. Team's pretty much fully healthy, apart from Olenek, but the team's healthy. And in the last two weeks, Dame's top four, Laurie's top 10, Mikhail Bridges is top 30, and Gary freaking Trent Jr. for free is playing top 15 out of the last two weeks. So he's he's hot. He's the magic. I don't want to face him this week. And then that leaves the Johnson. I hope you understand the euphemism. The Johnson goes to Jin, Jin Johnson. He's got four injuries this week, last two weeks. Anthony Simons is cold. He's ranking outside the top 100. Nurkic has cooled down. He's outside the top 100 last two weeks. And again, Booker, Brandon Ingram, Vessel, and Christian Wood are all hurt. So he's got two injured in his active side and two injured players occupying his injured slots. So um, he's hurting on his pretty much top top around drafted picks outside from Vessel. And finally, our last segment is our Shacked in a Fool shout out. This one goes to Vahid. He tied this week 4-4 against Akmal. Now, Vahid is eighth place. Akmal is third. 
the Heat needs to get into the playoffs as every week matters for him. He quoted today in our group chat, quote, If I had one more game, I could have won that. One steal and seven points away from a 6-3 whop. End quotation. Earlier, or late last week, he decided to pick up Duran, prepping for next week as his final waiver move. He could have picked up an active player to get him the seven points and the steal. I'm thinking a Dallon Wright or just any freaking player. And he would have won two cats that would have put him within a game and a half of sixth place. Instead, he foregoed those four two cats in order to prep for this week. Yeah, that's a shack and a full shout out right there. Shout out to Heat. So that is the end of my segment. Stay tuned for Tuesday. I will preview my opponent, Jin Cheese, or the swindler of our league. And then Wednesday, I will drop my rants and roast segment, followed by Friday Weekend Warrior segment. Thanks, everyone. Subscribe, like, follow, and share.